Welcome to Tuesday at 10. This is Carl Treacher from the Brand Institute, and I'm joined again by James Carter. Today, we're going to look into corporate reputation and specifically the reputation of one of the world's biggest brands as it self-destructs through COVID-19. We'll jump into Tuned In and Tone Deaf and share some examples of what's emerging as best practice. James, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Carl. Um, yeah, there's a few um, there's a few really nice Tuned In campaigns that I've seen throughout the week. Um, a really lovely one from Apple, um, focus on isolation, um, where they have shots of people being creative indoors, obviously on Apple devices, but that's kept to a minimum and it, it says creativity goes on. There was a very similar ad by Colgate with um, lots of people smiling and the hashtag smile strong. Did you see any of those? I saw all those. I quite like them for the same reason that they... They're really positive messages, but they're not just lip service. You know, they're not just whatever the equivalent to greenwashing would be. They uh, they speak to their core value proposition and they leverage that in a positive way. I also liked uh, Uber's ad, which I just saw. Oh yeah, I saw that yesterday. It's yeah, great. I thought that was sort of brave of them to say thank you for not using us right now, and it was also a, a testament to their confidence that things will return to normal soon. Yeah, it's really nice, and I think um, you know to be able to go out in times like this and put your brand and your bottom line um, on the back burner and say and and then public say we've paid for advertising to say don't use us to stay safe is you know it's a it's a very strong message how do you think that will affect them when we get out of this well i think they, they they're they're sort of lucky in a way i suppose they came out of you know significant reputation scandals themselves not necessarily being profitable yet uh, and having an influx of competitors enter the market before this you know you, you probably recall Ola's or Ola's um, advertising, you know, just yeah, Ola, yeah, Ola, Ola, Ola. <laughs> yeah, um, they started um, they started an ad campaign. I think right at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, timing uh, couldn't have been worse for them. No, I no, I think they uh, that's unfortunate for them, and who knows how they'll go when things get back to whatever the new normal is. Um, yeah. I did think there's a couple of other rideshare um, applications that were starting that were terrific that won't get necessary necessarily the airplay that. Um, they deserve, you know, with Sheba and, and Scooty, one being carbon neutral and the other being a, a women-only ride-sharing service. Yeah, very true. Mm. Very true. So let's move on to uh, what our main focus for today, which is tuned in and tone deaf. James, what's in store? Yeah, well, I, I think we've been talking about this during the week and how we're going to look a bit, bit outside of Australia and out, outside of brands and organisations. And I thought it would be nice if we did the same thing with the tuned in and tone deaf. Mm. Um, I think throughout the recent history, there's been a few world leaders that have uh, dominated the positive press um, with statements, uh, you know, with, 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 with key headlines and, and making decisions that seem to be benefiting the countries that they are. And I think Barack Obama was a really great... Um, and I'm sure that people, a lot of many people would disagree with me, especially some of the Americans that I've spoken to. But I think outside of America, he was heralded as a great leader. I think uh, Justin Trudeau uh, gets the same from Canada, gets the same kind of positive, um, positive press outside of Canada. I'm not sure about internally in Canada, but he's a very popular leader. But the one I'd like to talk about today and, and focus as our tuned in leader is our Tony Abbott's. Jokes, just jokes. No, not Tony, mm. nearly. Tony was very close. Was he? Was he? <laughs> no, no. Um, but um, just across the water in, in New Zealand, Jacinta Ardern has been a great, seems to have been a great leader up to now with very little of, with me knowing very little about New Zealand politics, but has definitely had that same kind of positive impression as we've seen from uh, from the other leaders I mentioned, but also has really shown her true colours 
in this in the climate in the current climate with the the current crisis i'm just going to play you a bit of audio actually from a recent press conference new zealand will move out of alert level four lockdown at 11:59 p.m on monday april 27 one week from today we will then hold at alert level three for two weeks before reviewing how we are tracking again and what we see there is one of the key tenets or attributes of reputation in full flight, which is great leadership. You know, very clear communication, making great decisions, communicating from the word go, keeping people updated, in the know, so they feel a sense of control. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, as a, you, you need to be led from the top. You need a leader who sounds like they know what they're, what they're doing, um, even if... You know, the, the climate is unprecedented, as we hear everybody say all the time. No one really knows when we're going to get out of it. But to have someone making a call, telling people precisely and matter of factly what we're going to do at what time and why we're doing it and what we intend the outcome to be is a really strong message for a community and, and just allays um, some of the fear that we can't help but feel. And taking some really strong responsibility and accountability for not just their country, but also their station. You know, this is the leader of essentially a very large organisation being a country. They're in charge. They get to make decisions. There's not a lot of blame that we're seeing coming from Jacinta. No. And I think, you know, to, to bring it home for a minute, I think we've, we've seen uh, ScoMo um, finally start leading um, and start uh, doing a bit of that. I mean, I... He's not necessarily my favourite leader, but um, and he certainly wasn't during the drought, and he certainly wasn't during the bushfire crisis. But finally, he's—I feel like he started to make some calls that 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 fill 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 me with a bit more confidence in his ability to get us through this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really about his team, the advice that he's getting, and the quality of talent that he's got around him um, to provide him with the information that we as the public need, and for him to make the decisions that benefit us. Yeah. So moving into my uh, tone deaf, any guesses who my tone deaf leader might be, Carl? Um, well, there's a few that come to mind. Uh, I, I think we may have talked about Boris in previous uh, podcasts, but the big one I imagine is probably Donald Trump. Oh, my goodness. You're so smart. I don't know how you worked it out. Um, I, th- I think anybody who's watched any of uh, any of the coverage out of the US um, over this crisis um, gets an understanding of how out of his depth he is. Well, I am uh, you know, overwhelmed with, with data. I've got research report after research report in front of me of how poorly Donald Trump is leading the United States and how their reputation is delaminating and, and destroying itself. So one study in particular was one of our own studies from last year in reputation health analysis of 2019, where we found the country reputation of the those that were performing well and those that had the worst reputation. And the countries that had the worst reputation were number one was China, second was the USA, third was India, fourth was North Korea, and the fifth was Syria. So the second worst reputation of any country was the United States. And when you get into what gave them that reputation you know china had a poor reputation because of pollution and waste and environmental issues Uh, india very much similar except overpopulated and poverty north korea you know political instability in syria war violence and guns the usa's reputation is in the toilet because of their leader number one attribute that's caused usa's reputation 
to deteriorate is their leadership second to war, violence and guns, third type of government that they have. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And look, I mean, you look at some of the stats around COVID-19 and, you know, we just heard from uh, Jacinta Ardern in New Zealand. They've got uh, 1,115 confirmed cases and 16 deaths. I mean, you compare that to America. America has 852,000 um, confirmed cases and f- nearly 50,000 deaths. Um, and you've got, you know, you've got, got a leader in New Zealand who is managing to reassure everybody, being very, very um, cautious and taking the right steps to try and lock down and, and, and reduce the amount of infections. And you've got a leader in America who seems to be just looking for someone to blame. Yeah, I, I, I personally feel that this will be the undoing of Donald Trump and it's in an election year, which it couldn't be better for the American people. Even even for those that are Trump supporters and Trump fans don't really know what, what, they, what they want or what they need. Um, in a bigger picture analysis or in a more ad- academic perspective on this, you know, you need to look at the way the United States grew to be the powerhouse that it has been and then what's happening in, in unstitching that. And really, when you look at it, there's three pillars that the United States is built on. The first pillar is the USA's awesome combination of economic and military strengths and the way that it's lent on that and combined that for the last 50 years and beyond. The second is its support and array of allies. The third is its ability to demonstrate competence. Every single pillar is now in question. Yeah, it's true. And out. I, yeah, it's very difficult, I think, as an outsider to comment on American politics because um, it it almost always surprises me when I meet Americans and discuss um, issues that seem very simple and, 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 and widely held outside of America or in the countries that I've lived in um, are just are, are completely different. It's a completely different perspective in the US. Um, you know, the, the I mentioned Barack Obama earlier. And when you speak to Americans, you expect them to be like, oh, he was such a great leader. But they've, you know, quite often they've got nothing but bad things to say about him. OK. And the other things that I think are interesting to review, when I mentioned I've got a series of reports in front of me, they everything from good country index, the ease of doing business with the country, travel and tourism index, environmental performance index, national brand index. You know, we, we've done something of, you know, we're forever doing a meta-analysis of something. So in this instance, I've pulled all that that information together and there is a clear trend that the USA is moving into a position that has never been before in terms of its reputation even its travel reputation or travel brand which has been so strong will struggle now so I'm not too sure where what they're going to do because even in the 30s and 40s they're in a better position to tackle this and when you get into the reasons why it's because they've got this myopic, greed is good perspective, uber capitalism that's led them to, some, to, to a leader that actually personifies exactly that. So there's not a lot of empathy. There's not a lot of customer centricity or people centric thinking. It's around how do I protect myself? I hope you're right. I mean, I think, you know, you mentioned uh, the, the election coming up. Um, I just... I'm a little bit uh, pessimistic a- about America, and I, I, I think you're going to find that uh, that Donald will be voted back in. I think there's a very stubborn um, attitude towards voting, um, and I think uh, you know. Whereas I, I might be a more of a swing voter. I think there's certain you know there's a lot of people that are just. I'm a Republican. I've always been a Republican. My parents were Republicans, and I don't care who the leader is. That's better than a Democrat. 
Yeah. You know, and I th- yeah. No, I um, think you're right. I don't know that you're right about who will win, but certainly that is the experience. I, I, I hope heard. I'm wrong, but I, I didn't think Donald would get in. I didn't think um, I didn't think Brexit would go through. I, did, you know, there's a list. Mm. There's a list um, of things that I didn't think were going to happen, and they did. Um, so, you know, I, I hope I hope you're right about this upcoming because I, I really I really worry for America. I think um, you know, seeing in the current climate, seeing on the news groups of people protesting about how their local business and economy has been harmed by this uh, made-up disease um you know you just go oh donald's actually let me just play you uh let me just play you this this uh this clip which is donald trump so he's just had a doctor on which he's explained that the doctor was misquoted and it's not going to be as bad as the doctor said in relation to covid19 and the upcoming winter flu um, then he had another doctor on, and now he's been asked a question by a reporter about how he knows that it's not going to come back and it's not going to be as bad as it was before. And I'll just play that for you now. I understand that the United States will certainly be more prepared in the fall, but how can you say that you know it won't come back in the same level that it has today? What it is estimated might not come back at all, Jeff. It may not come back at all. He's talking about a worst case scenario where you have a big flu and you have some corona. And if it does come back, it's not going to come back. And I've spoken to 10 different people. Not going to be like it was. Also, we have much better containment now. Before, nobody knew about it. Nobody knew anything about it. We understand it. Now, if we have pockets, a little pocket here, then we're going to have it put out. It goes out, and it's going to go out fast. We're going to be watching for it. But it's all possible. It's also possible it doesn't come back at all. Yeah, I think this goes to show um, Donald's current state of mind. For one thing, he's really lost some energy. He looks tired and he seems to not know what he's doing. He contradicts himself several times in that clip um, and just doesn't have a clear answer. You compare that to what we heard from uh, Jacinta earlier and they're poles apart. Yeah, there's no no doubt it's a, it's, it's a clear contrast. I think right now... You talk about confidence in Donald Trump internally. Externally, there's no confidence in, in Donald Trump. There's a particular study we came across this week by the, the Pew Institute, which is a, um, an institute in South Korea. Um, 33,000 respondents, 33 countries, 64% have no confidence in Donald Trump as a leader in the USA. I think it'd be interesting to have a have a have a quick uh, chat about what um, what businesses, what what business leaders, what CEO and executives, um, and and even board members can learn um, from these country leaders. So let's go to the fundamentals of reputation. Reputation is about credibility and trust. So what we need to see are a series of behaviours and communication and decisions that give people, their audience, a sense of trust and that the, a belief that they are credible in their role. Right now, for CEOs of large organisations, this is their time. There's never been a time like this before for them to demonstrate, not that they've got good business acumen, that they're they're quite, you know, they've risen up through the ranks. No, no, no. They need to demonstrate that they are a tremendous leader. They've got great vision and governance across the organisation. They know how to motivate people. They know how to work with morale. They know how to work in crisis. They have the energy and the belief and the confidence to drag their organization out of this. So you can see the composure and the poise demonstrated by 
um, Singapore, even as they moved into their latest spike. Um, ScoMo has also demonstrated poise in his own way. Jacinta's the same. What Donald Trump doesn't have, and all leaders will suffer if this is the case for them as well, is that sense of calm, composed confidence. And that's what's making the difference now. You mentioned trust there, and trust's a huge, it's a huge... Uh, it's a huge part for being a, a CEO or a leader. It's a huge thing for a brand. And we always talk about you can't tell people to trust me. You have to show trustworthy behavior. And that comes from being honest, um, you know, having an understanding of what's going on, but also um, having having a, an empathy with people. Um, you know, and I think probably Donald does have a certain empathy with his, with his um, people, but he just doesn't come across as very trustworthy. Um, and, I, and I think that that's certainly something um, that, that CEOs can do. I think yeah, as a role of a, the ultimate leader of the executive, your role is to be a people person. You need to be there in a service role, making sacrifices on behalf of your people, making decisions to demonstrate that you are looking after the people that make your organisation or make your country what it is. And right now, Donald Trump has dropped the baton in that instance. Yeah, and I think that's also backed up by the experience you give to your customers at this time, isn't it? And we've touched on advertising a bit, but um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of companies right now that have pivoted very quickly um, and, are, and are trying to um, provide a new, different, or evolved experience for their customers. Um, that takes very strong leadership to be able to get into that position, um, but it also it also takes a lot of hard work, a lot of um, extra hours and um you know in a in a in a in a climate where lots of people are working from home um trying to get the best out of people you know takes a strong leader yeah and people won't forget they won't forget the leaders that stood up at this time and they won't forget the leaders that didn't and that means who are those leaders that supported us who are the leaders that supported industry who are the leaders that supported their suppliers and their partners and everyone that involves that is involved in their ecosystem and who are those that actually just got scared and ran away and let everyone else suffer in that process yeah I think that's a really good uh, really good point and 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 worth uh, yeah worth remembering i think uh, you know it's very easy at the moment to just kind of close things down and uh, and, and try and try and reduce the damage um but uh, you know being being strong and looking after people that have looked after you throughout the years especially from big business um, it, it really helps you, mm. your reputation and the company and more importantly, the population of the country. And look, that brings us to an end of Tuesday at 10. Thanks, James. Until next week. Thanks, Carl.